acknowledge the Indigenous people as the traditional owners of the land this podcast has been created on and that you listen from and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I acknowledge and honour their stories, traditions and living cultures. Hi, my name's Penny Vandersloos. I'm host and writer and producer and all the behind scenes things to do with this podcast series, Shine, Love and Light On. It's one of the ways that I help peel back layers that are creating shame and um, hiding things that women aren't necessarily addressing in our lives. No fault of their own. It's just the world that we're currently living in. And I'm here um, in this podcast to help you um, hear from women who I believe have really interesting stories and experiences that can help us all understand these topics and hopefully shed new light and interesting ways of approaching them differently. So I'm also founder of Discover Your Wild and co-founder of the Wild Beauty and Pleasure Alliance. And I'm really passionate about women being celebrated and collaborating and doing things differently. So both of those um, expressions allow me to do that. And as part of the Wild Beauty and Pleasure Alliance, we're celebrating Radiant Women. And this podcast series, the fourth one, has featured and is featuring women who are radiant women. They're standing out in the world, shining light and love on these um, areas of importance for women. My guest for this podcast on divorce is someone who is not only radiant, but she lives a wholehearted life and has experience as a mentor, an author, a speaker, and just incredible life experience and more recently divorce experience. So I invited her to share that with us today. I had a chat with her on Zoom and we had a few Zoom um, issues with um, Wi-Fi and disconnection. So if it does sound a bit clunky in places, that's why. But I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I have my gorgeous friend Lisa Winicky here with me today and we're going to talk about shining love and light on divorce. Um, Lisa is a friend of mine probably about five years ago. We connected through a mutual friend um, and our friendship deepened pretty quickly because I joined a women's circle that Lisa and another friend of ours, Emma, began um, and that's been the most incredible foundation for my life transformation really in the last um four to five years i'm uber grateful to you Liz. Mm -hmm. um but you know when i first met you you were married and mm -hmm. you were known kind of in our community as happily married with beautiful three boys who my son eventually connected with and are friends with um but, you know, life changes and life evolves. And I really want us today to explore, you know, what changed for you? What was that journey like? And really allow us to explore the, this kind of topic 
of when things don't work out in a relationship and what's available on the other side of it. Mm. You know, how do we know what's best for us? How do we know how to support people in our lives who are going through experiences? I had a conversation with Belinda Bailey around relationships. You know, I've done a whole lot of work on my own. Mm. So anyway, there's so much to talk about. Mm. Thanks so much, Lise, for being mm. here. I love that introduction and you've touched on so many pathways we can take in this conversation um, because relationships is massive mm. and you know oh yeah anyway so I, I'm not going to I'm going to let you choose where we start where we but start I just, but I just want to say thank you thank you for this conversation and thank you for your friendship and thank you for all that you do and I've loved witnessing your unfolding of your true nature and your essence and and you know who you were and what how you were expressing yourself has transformed enormously given where you are right now as opposed to where you were so mm -hmm. i think this is the thing when you choose a path of consciously or unconsciously but i think when we consciously choose a path of returning home when i say returning home to love or a true essence it is an incredible it is incredible path and there are twists and turns it's not always easy mm -hmm. It takes a courageous heart, which is what I call wholehearted living. It takes a courageous path to continue to choose what actually is aligned with our higher self. So let's start. I know where we're going to start. We're going to start yeah. with not long after that we, that sort of first circle started, you um, had published and were launching your book, which is mm. called The Dawn of Hope. And my, it's a, you know your story effectively until that time and my initial impression of it was like wow this woman is so courageous she's sharing vulnerably i mean there are photos in there there's intimate details of an eating disorder um you know your children's first moments in life and all the challenges mm. that came with that and i was like wow that's so courageous and then you're sort of saying to us now like this journey has kept going. Like it has, mm. it didn't just stop there. It's not like I'm booked done. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> they were the preliminary steps. To, you know, it, as we both know, every step is leading us. I believe is leading us in the direction of our heart. And so, I know that I know that I had to experience an eating disorder in order to know how it was how it felt to be so disconnected from self. I know I had to experience the depths of darkness in depression to know what it felt like to feel deeply alone and not belonging. I know all of those past experiences because I've gone back to those past experiences and I say healed them. And what I mean by healing is that I've gone into those moments and those times and those experiences and extracted the wisdom from that in order to integrate it into who I am now today. Now, I didn't just choose to be vulnerable. I that was moments, thousands of moments of returning home and meeting my humanity with love, meeting all the stories that I'd created about myself with love in order to get to a point where it was almost like there was no choice but to want to be or actually to choose to be this way. Mm. And the more times I stepped into being vulnerable, I actually ended up receiving what I'd most wanted, which was to be met and to feel connected to another. Mm. So what was it that 
helped you know helped you to realize that the relationship that you're in because you still do love and admire rich mm. um you you know what was it i guess when when we we think of a breakup i think and and we've got all and that's why i want to talk about these topics mm-hmm. um is we have assumptions about what a breakup must look like and what it must feel like and how we should react to things when we're not right for each other so i guess i'd be really interested in you sharing what it is that helped you to understand that that relationship had come to its sort of completion Mm -hmm. as a marriage anyway so it was actually for me i i recognized that the marriage was over in a moment and it was a moment that i'd gone to a retreat back in 2018 And I'd been taken beyond my senses, taken beyond my mind. And I connected to something greater, which showed me, when you want to call it soul, higher self, showed me that the marriage as it was, was actually not what I wanted. And it was shocking to see it because everything in me had wanted to avoid seeing that. I see that now because I had a good marriage. I had a beautiful man who had supported me my whole journey from having had bulimia and and depression to here. So how could I do that to another? You know, all the ways that most women are raised, which is to sacrifice ourselves, to feel guilty that we might want something greater. And so... So in in a way, just stopping there, is that your relationship looked good, like it should have worked. It should have worked. And it... It, the person that chose the relationship, the woman that chose the relationship, which was almost 20 years before, was a woman who didn't believe in herself, in fact, loathed herself, that presented to the world as though she had her stuff together. That although my sister says I was hugely courageous for many, many, many years, I was not because I was living a, I was living a double life. No one knew what was going on behind, the, you know, beneath the surface. So the woman who chose Richard was a woman that needed to be saved and he was incredible and he saved me saved me because I couldn't save myself I was you know I saw myself as hopeless and not able to look after myself so I mean this is all because I've been able to do so much I can see it so clearly but the woman who was sitting on that meditation in that meditation retreat in that meditation had done had done so much inner work that she'd arrived at a point and it's not an, I haven't arrived because as we know it's a continuum but at that point I had arrived at a place where what I wanted what I connected to was was greater was not the same as what I had chosen and I think that's the thing about marriage I'm not saying we throw we, we jump out of a marriage because it's no longer working but what I wanted what my heart wanted for me was not in line with what the marriage was going to be able to have me experience I had I understood and I really understand even more clearly now I want I want to live a big life now a big life doesn't mean you know a big life to it is your version to, to my version is different but for me a big life is one where I'm continuously growing expanding returning to more love that I'm creating visions for my future where I actually know that they're going to it's it's all possible rather than same same and look there is no judgment for a lot of people. That's that's what they choose and that's what maybe they think is available to them. But once I knew that my life was, I felt more alive inside my body, I wanted more. Mm. 
And I wanted a connection because I now had a connection with myself that was much deeper. I wanted that in relationship. And I couldn't get that. I couldn't, whatever we had done, whatever our relationship was, we couldn't get beyond that. And so my needs weren't being met. And so there came a choice and it was a hard choice because as I've spoken to women more recently who have been, were in good side, were inside good marriages, it's almost harder to make the choice because why would you choose that? What, for something greater? Is that selfish yeah. of you? Because I wonder how many relationships they're at that point that you were at, but they don't know how to go and make a choice. So they sabotage mm. or do something like someone has an affair or starts mm. being awful, does something to kind of give the reason to leave, um, you know, a purpose to leave or whatever. Totally. And I'm seeing that now and I'm speaking to women who have sabotaged the relationship because they didn't have the courage or they, yeah, they didn't have the courage. They were too afraid to have the conversation to make the leap because it is a leap. And I get asked time and time again, how do I know it's not? How do I know it's the right decision? And I have a belief and, and, and knowing there is no wrong decision. So I will say that. And so therefore, if we know that there is no wrong decision and we also know that we don't make decisions from the level of our minds. So if you're going ruminating about all the what ifs, that's not the place to make a decision from. You know, as I was saying to a client recently, we need you to return home and be so anchored in your heart and listening to the internal guidance system that's always always speaking with you, you need to listen to that, cultivate that relationship first in order to hear, in order to act and lead and be guided from that place. We're not, you know, I'm not encouraging, I'm not facilitating you to make a decision based on, I think this is not right, but I'm so afraid of making the choice. No, no, no. So, you know, big part for me was making the choice to my heart, but then creating a vision, which you know. So for me, the intention or the vision was, how can we do this with ease and grace? Mm. And that was an extraordinarily powerful, and we know the power of intentions, daily, moment to moment, I would be checking in, am I doing this? Am I making these choices with ease and grace? Am I seeing seeing him, seeing this situation with ease and grace? Is this thought aligned with that? And I know, yes, I have a partner or an ex-partner that was willing to go along But I think if you're willing to do the work on yourself, the inner work, then you don't know what's possible from the other person. And it's a limited way to say, but I know, but actually you don't know. Because until you look at yourself and you start to take huge responsibility for the way you show up, you don't know how the other person's going to respond. So you're talking about like hurting them or yeah how it might play out like it's going to get ugly or they're going to fight me for things yeah 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 and if you have that if you have that mindset then you will be creating as we know the very thing that you don't want to create so I and that is from the level of the mind again so how can we return home to our hearts and create a vision and that be the strongest vision of all and that's where we continue to maintain our focus and our attention how can that be the, the guiding light for me And I love, I mean, I think this is why I wanted to talk about this topic because how I've 
witnessed you know how you unconsciously uncoupled and i have to say mm. it but it really was like this beautiful um you know definitely wasn't free of pain or discomfort or any of those experiences but it was with that intention and it was um it was with grace and ease and it was with the possibility like i really saw that you were standing for this doesn't have to be the way that everyone thinks a divorce has to go which is you have to get legal you know fighting in courts you have to disagree on everything so you know i love that you're kind of like a, a role model for someone to see that you can leave a relationship and you can create i remember witnessing people when i did the landmark forum almost 20 years ago now mm -hmm. and there were people who had that experience and i was like this is possible it is absolutely mm. possible to conclude a relationship step into a new relationship you know there were people sharing about how they'd have christmases together or you know mm. any kind of formation like this idea that we have that something should look a particular way or has to play out a particular way or the statistics say it'll go this way <laughs> like mm. you know one of the things i love and we always talk about is anything's possible like you mm. really can create it so you know i love that you're giving people that little taster of it here and that they can apply it even if you aren't married you aren't you know thinking about getting divorced but you're in any sort of position of where is this for me or is this not like mm. you go through that in any kind of relationship friendships and everything mm. and you're giving us that insight into how powerful it is to listen to your own guidance and follow that complete yourself recognize that you're whole and complete independent of that person and if you're not that's possibly where things are not working mm. There's so much, you know, as we know, you know, even just listening, what I'm really conscious of is in the past two and a half years since I've separated just how much more work I've done on myself and how I was so responsible for the dysfunction inside my relationship because I was playing from my wounds. You know, I had an anxious attachment, which we've talked about and how that played out. I didn't realise unconsciously that I was always looking to be right or that when I was more evolved, I was trying to bring him along and what he was doing was not good enough. So I could, you know, I can see it all. But what I know more than anything is, and that's the work that I'm so passionate about doing with the clients that I'm working with, when we, when we cultivate such a deep relationship with ourselves, when we continue to meet ourselves with such depths of love and presence and wanting to see and wanting to understand ourselves when we do that, the more we do that, the more we want to choose what's loving for ourselves, the more we don't want to settle, mm. the more we don't want to just put up with things because when we love ourselves so much, we don't put up with things. We just don't. And we put up also, with um, what you're saying, I think, too, is recognising that you're doing a disservice to the person you're in relationship with too, aren't you? If you mm. are pretending or making do, or if you're not being true to yourself, you're not actually giving them the freedom to have a choice in how it is either. Mm. And, you know, just on that point, you know, I said to Rich, I remember going for a walk. I remember where we were walking in Hawthorne and I said to him, you will 
meet somebody who loves the things that you love and loves you the way you deserve to be loved. Because I got to a point where I realized I couldn't love him as he was. And that's not, that's not doing anyone a service. You know, to love somebody for who they are is the greatest gift we can give another. And I couldn't love him the way he was. I wanted him to change for me, for it to work for me. And he is now with somebody who loves the thing that he loves almost more apart from his family. He loves golf and he is, and he looks happy. He looks calm. Did he choose it? Did he want to choose it? No, but I think, you know, as I said to him maybe six months ago, when after I'd shared a lot on my podcast about the breakup, I said, did I make the, have I made the right assumption that you are, you are happier? And he said, Lisa, it was like walking on eggshells with you at times. I said, why did you stay? He said, I just did. So I know, you know, you can't have one person that's not happy in a relationship and another that is. It's, it just isn't. It just is not. You know, so if we're honest with ourselves and we're not happy, we might think that the other person, that, look, maybe initially they're not going to cope with the, with the choice, if that's the choice that you end up making. But actually choosing to know that when we liberate ourselves, we actually liberate the other for them to discover, for them to be in relationship with somebody that actually can appreciate and love them for who they are. And the other thing, just because it just came through then that I want to talk about is that, you know, we look at relationships and marriages and the narrative and the, and the way that we're raised is a long marriage is a successful marriage and women stay or women choose to stay until the kids have finished school because they think that they're doing their kids a service. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm not just going to question it. I'm going to say that actually is not true because our kids know they witness the relationship that is inside the home. That is the relationship that is going to form the way that they choose their relationships moving forward. I don't want my kids, I didn't want my kids to choose a relationship based on what they were seeing, which for me, I wanted them to see a relationship that was thriving. That doesn't mean you're not going to go through your ups and downs, but that's thriving, that's connected, and also using conflict to come into deeper connection. This conflict is something that is run away from, we avoid, we ignore, but the more conflict that doesn't get that's unresolved, the more it sits in the space and kids can see it. Whether it's, you know, even if it's those couples that are not screaming, if there's that stonewalling or they're just, there's this stuff in the space, our kids, they know feel it. it. Yeah. They feel it. And so I think, you know, and I, it's not a judgment of women, and I'm saying women here, but we can use that excuse, really. We can use that excuse that we're doing it for our kids, but ultimately it takes a massive, a massive amount of courage to choose to leave, yes, and to have the courage because we don't know what's on the other side. But I'm I was so inspired by wanting to leave a legacy for my boys. That became really apparent. Like, what legacy do I want to leave my boys? And for me, it's a legacy of what love looks like. Mm. Love in me, love the way that I relate to an intimate partner, love the way I conduct myself in moments. And that that's my inspiration. So inside an intimate relationship, I want them to, I want to model what love looks like. I love that because I think that's we don't have any good role models really in our in our society in terms of media or or um, 
cinema, you know, you go to the movies and all the relationships are painting this picture and it works and it is a fairy tale or a story, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it's not healthy. So I agree. I think how important it is to be a role model for our children. And even if it is to, that I'm worth choosing myself <laughs> and my choices are valid and, and the right ones for me and that your children can see that is admirable and refreshing. I think like mm. I really, I think it's amazing. And what kind of community we would be living in if people could actually express themselves and tell each other what they're really feeling and take I heard also take responsibility like that's one of the Mm. things in a relationship people are really hesitant to do it's always my way's the right way and there's something wrong with everyone else Mm -hmm. (laughs) so if it's not working it's not my problem it's their problem and that's why you get a whole lot of challenge I guess in breaking up so how did you I guess you know maybe give people some insight or tips on how you can start to take responsibility you know as as uncomfortable as that might be well I suppose knowing that because it's such a transformational moment when you realize that the power is not outside of you the power's inside of you so when you actually get that and you know that you are you are constant you are creating with your thoughts and your emotional state constantly creating your reality when you get that you want to take responsibility because there's it's not because there's something wrong with you that you're creating a reality that you don't want it's because of the way you see and feel about others yourself in the world we've so learned that, that over our lifetime because we come into these bodies and straight away we're looking at the external world to find orientation how am I loved? What do I need to be? How do I feel like? How, how do I fit in? And we're constantly taking on all this stuff and we lose ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when we actually get, like if we could just for a moment get, okay, so what would, what would my life be if I took responsibility for my thoughts, how I see others, and rather than look outside notice when something is triggering me or I'm in reaction or there's a person in my life. What if I was to say, what is this person? What is this situation? What is this relationship showing me about me? Mm. Not from a point of there's something wrong with me, but where is the barrier to the love for me? That's big in itself. Pen. That's like that's <laughs> massive, you know, rather than look out here. Yeah. turn the focus and look in here and know that nothing is going to change in your external world into, into your internal world shifts. And as soon as you start to make minor changes, as you we were just talking about before we jumped on recording, things ripple into your external world and it starts to look the way you want it to look. Yeah, so there's something around us... Um acknowledging that we we can choose moment by moment how we want to process everything we can choose how every every little moment and then it's up to us again like what's our intention in our relationships like most of us wouldn't wake up and think how do i want to create and and be in relationship today you wouldn't think that it's just it's Mm. kind of i mean maybe that's even where we could go with this with marriage and divorce like there's something in our culture, you get married and you get a certificate and then you're meant to know how to do the rest. 
and and good luck with that. And what I love, because as you said it, just before you said what you said, I was like, a key part of this is relationships take work. And you can do the work on you. That's a big, that's a major part of this. But also, if you are wanting a relationship that grows and develops over time, it does actually require two people. It really does. Because as I found, once I got to a point I needed the other person, i.e. Rich, I needed him to want this as much as I wanted in order to grow together because relationships, they're, they're, they can be hard and the hard comes because we are not educated, we don't, we don't have the, you know, we're not taught from our parents more often than not in school how to have those hard conversations because those hard conversations are the ones where we you know, we have to be vulnerable. We have to ask for what we need. You know, we have to work through conflict in order to get to the other side. They require energy and effort. And if you're not, if you don't have two people that are willing to do that, then I, I think, you know, that's where relationships fall apart. That, you know, they, whether they fall apart so the relationship ends or they just fall apart and you end up coexisting with another person inside a home. Um did I go off on a bit of a tangent then? I no, like no, I, was, I think no. we're both doing that. Sway. <laughs> <laughs> There's so like, we can talk about anything. We're, we're living in a world, in a society, which is why I want to talk about all these topics, is that's hiding the fact that when you get married, you don't get told that it's 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 work. It's it's not going to just be happily ever after and you ride off on the horse and live in a castle like it doesn't look like that I can't even think of a movie that goes beyond that scene you know pretty much you get together and it's all lovely and then that's it and there's no mention of what it's like with children what it's like with in-laws what it's like mm. when you lose something or death what it, you know like stuff happens and we don't have that muscle that we're training and exercising. We don't have support. And that's why, you know, our women's circle is so fabulous because there's this structure. And so, yeah, like if you're in a relationship and it's not working, you can feel really alone. Mm. You feel scared to mention it because, and I talked about this with Belinda, like if it's not working, I, who can I tell? Cause then I feel awful that I'm kind of throwing my partner under the bus. Cause if mm. something's not working, it's our private business. You gotta keep it between the, you know, the walls of your house. And mm. so it's really tricky. So if you, you're feeling a bit out of sorts and not sure if this is for you, there's not really many options for you. You kind of fumble your way through it. At- and I think, you know, it's wonderful to have an amazing group of uh, support friends, but actually having support beyond that, i.e. engaging somebody that's going to be able to support you or to, to help you navigate whatever the path is that you're navigating, whether it's you choosing to stay inside the relationship and to work on the relationship or navigating, getting to a point, point, of, you know, point of clarity that actually you're going to choose to, to step out of the, the relationship or the marriage. I do not believe that this is meant to be done alone. Mm-hmm. And I think relationships, I am so willing and committed to put, to invest time and money into relationships. So I think, you know, what, you know, I, you know, people say to me, oh, I'm, I'm interested to be coaching with you, but I'm a coach. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Uh, 
we're humans. <laughs> Let's take off the coach's hat. I don't call, I mean, yes, I'm a, I'm a, I don't even call myself a coach, a mentor, but I am a mentor and I think I'm an extraordinary mentor because I am invested in my relationships i'm invested in me so as i invest in other mentors to help guide me to help me facilitate to see the things that i can't see i'm then able to do that for others so i think you know to navigate from to navigate through anything whether you're choosing to stay in a relationship or choosing in time to leave a relationship i think to do it on your own is a very lonely place and i would say that sometimes we're going to make choices not from our hearts but from our minds and I would I would you know that that's my invitation for people that when we're making you know as we started with when we're making a decision or a choice from our heads often we're doing it but it's not actually it's not what our higher self is is choosing so when we choose from our hearts the path is much clearer and we have more courage and strength to follow that does that make sense yeah but I also hear I mean one of the thoughts that came through was when you're like if you want to be high performing in any sport mm-hmm. or whatever you have a coach and you have someone mm-hmm. there who is 100 percent holding space for you or giving you what you need to be the best at that time and i guess mm-hmm. reminding us that you don't have to wait for something to not work to to recognize how important relationships are in your life your marriage your long-term partnership is so whether it's broken, you're thinking about leaving it, or it's really healthy right now, like this is something to really think about. How can I invest in myself, Mm. in it, so that we um, are on that path, you know, because I guess that's the other thing we've been talking about is this journey. You're changing and evolving all the time. Experiences are coming up which are challenging you as a partnership all the time. So you can't just say, oh, I've got a marriage certificate, that's it. You can't Mm. just assume that because yesterday was fabulous that the next day is going to be fabulous. So, you know, this is about kind of using it as a muscle and exercising it and and giving it the best chance of, I don't know, what's that? (laughs) Yeah, the the best chance that... So, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think what I'm I'm heard from you, what you just said is so that when we know that we're that we're getting, let's say, for a support and we're well and truly supported, we can give all that we can. We can do the best that we can yes. in order for the relationship to be sustained and not only just sustained but thrive yes. because really ultimately that's what we're talking about. We want our relationships to thrive. Um, or if it gets to the point that it's not able to, then we can exit in a place of strength, and, and groundedness and centeredness that actually I've done my best. I couldn't do more than what I've done. I've given it my all and my all still was not met with what I want for. And so ultimately I have a choice then. Is this what I want for the rest of my life? Is this what I'm choosing to be in relationship with? Or is it time for me to, to move to the next, the next phase, the next stage of my life, which is outside of this relationship or marriage. Mm. So good. So many nuggets of gold. But <laughs> tell me then, so someone who's listening who, um, you know, how do we as a community of people who are in marriages or witnessing marriages support people going through a divorce? Because you've had that experience. Like what are we doing that's not really working that we could be 
you know, tweaking, shifting, mm. changing massively, <laughs> any, any on that continuum. But, you know, what is something you think, oh, this is something people could be doing right now? Mm. So the thing that popped through, and I don't know if this is an answer to your question, but the first thing that came through is a lot of people said to me when they found out, I'm sorry. And I was like, that was not where I was coming from. Whereas a few people said, wow, I'm celebrating you, Lise, because that took enormous courage. Mm-hmm. And so even su- sorry suggests that it's, I mean, look, I'm not saying, do you know it's what like I'm you saying? you failed, sorry? Yes, like, yes. yes. It was like, oh, I'm really sorry. And I get that people don't know what to say. But I think that's one thing that came up for me. And I spoke to a few very close friends about that. And I, I was like, they feel really sorry for me. I, I want them to know that I made that choice from an empowered place. And what they could say is, hey, I'm, you know, I imagine you're going through a whole lot. How can I support you? Do you think Rather- people are sorry sometimes because they liked you two together and now their life's changing as much as yours is? So that's their stuff, isn't it? And what I'm saying is I know when I stepped out of the marriage, I had enough going on outside with people projecting, you know, whether it was my family, this has made me so sad, even, yes, this is sorry, that when you're stepping out of a marriage, it's you're in an emotional, you know, even if you're coming from an empowered place, you are going through a whole host of emotions, including grieving, that the last thing when you're going through that is I'm just saying this is, you know, probably people won't like me saying this, but it's, it was my experience when somebody said, I feel sorry, I'm really sorry. I wanted people to stand and just ask me what I needed, you know, to say, hey, you know, what, what, what is it that you need now? How are, or, or how are you? How are you? So rather than make an assumption of how I was, Ask how are you because that that comes from a place of actually not projecting your own stuff. It was curiosity as well. Yeah. And then I could say, hey, you know, I'm actually wherever I was in that moment. And that would, I would have felt more supported. Um, The other thing is that I would say for how to support people that are going through it is to not to make assumptions, as I just said, but also not feel so uncomfortable about putting in a call and reaching out to people because there were there were a number of people that just I would see and I knew they knew but they didn't say anything and that didn't feel so great so do you think potentially because I know this is something that comes up with another form of grief when you lose a, lose. a, a, a someone that they think if I say something I might make them cry or I might make them mm. upset or mm. I might bring up something in the middle mm. of the supermarket they don't mm. want to have to talk about. Mm. So mm. it's better to just gloss over it. Mm. Um, but the same thing I had from my experience and when I talked um, about losing a loved one was that it's just so much better to have someone acknowledge it and mm. go, I know I'm really I'm not really sorry. <laughs> I know, but I'm you know, I, I, I'm here for you or I'm available mm. if you want to talk or. Acknowledgement, that's it, because we all want to be acknowledged, you know, rather than have an assumption of 
what our experience is because everyone's experience is different and every moment is different and you and I may experience the same thing, but in every moment we're going to experience, you know, our, our reality is something different. But to even simply say, hi, I just want to know, I just want you to know that I'm aware and I want to acknowledge what you're going through. Mm. Like I did for a girlfriend the other day who I found out, not a really close friend, but I found out she had breast cancer. I, it could have, it would have been easy just to, you know, she's not a really good friend, but I reached out and I said, I just want you to know that I'm aware I know I, I, I've heard and she that then gave her an invitation she then rang me and we had a beautiful conversation mm. I know it takes you know it's vulnerable because we don't know how the other's going to respond but if I'm sharing it with you you're sharing it with you there are numerous people I know that have experienced loss or you know grief we want to be acknowledged we want what we're going through to be acknowledged that's 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 a yeah, it's it's a, it's being a generous spirit. Like you get beyond your stuff, mm. you get over your your stuff, and you choose to be in contribution to another person. And so, a bit of extension to that: what is it then? How do you feel people could manage it better when they're friends with both people in a relationship, and then now they feel like they have to take sides, or they feel mm-hmm. like if they see one person that that's being not loyal to the other person or something like how did you kind of navigate that or what was your experience that can shine some light on this one I think it's different because you know we had quite separate friends in the end you know my my friendships had really changed um at going down this path and so Richard was Richard's kept all his old school friends he's got a big group of school friends so he maintained that and I never felt like that that, that they were doing the wrong thing by me. And, in fact, they reached out to me, I mean, because they're beautiful people. But what I would say is for anyone that is, is in, you know, has friendships with both sides is to let both, both people know that, hey, I just want you to know that, I, that we, want to, we want to stay in relationship. With, this, is not a, this is not a competition, um, both of you. We love and adore both of you. How can I support you? How can I support you? And whatever they, the couple, feel about the friendships, they're not responsible for because, as we know, it's their stuff. So it's almost like there's a, a transparency about how we, we go through these experiences with friends or family members or is to just have it out in the open but in a way that's allowing people choice about how they want to react to it as mm. opposed to, you know, the whole concept of hiding something you think oh it's gone away well it actually hasn't it's really festering under the Mm. surface hurting Mm -hmm. people Mm. questioning what's going on Um, but knowing but knowing you can do your bit as a friend of both people but ultimately it's going to be the people in the relationship or that are in the broken relationship that will determine and things will play out based on you know if one's if one's feeling jealous then you can't, you know, you as a person are not responsible for that. You can only do what you do. And that is, and I love that word, transparency. Hey, this is how we're feeling. We want you both to know that we love and adore you and and then really hand it over because you're not actually responsible for how they re- react to that. Mm. That's probably a lesson everyone can struggle with though, isn't it? Like how not taking offence and being. But, okay, so... What's the next step past um, divorce? Like, 
how you did it and, and the way you did it was maybe you could share a little bit about it because you talked about it being with grace and ease and it really mm-hmm. appeared that way. But I guess if you can share that for people, cause I really think it's an amazing role model of how you can uncouple, how you can move beyond a situation where you've realized that the relationships come to its natural conclusion. Mm. I think that, as I said, the intention guided me, which will, depending on what your intention is, it'll guide your next steps. And so I was intuitive led, you know, I was intuitively led to do certain things, to make certain choices, to see things with that perspective, knowing that that was what was going to allow us to not only maintain a relationship, but more so how could we come into a relationship where we could co-parent in the way that we're now able to do. And so each step is going to be different depending on what you're coming up against. You know, mine, I didn't have an ex-husband that wanted to fight me in court. So I didn't, you know, I, I'm not going to speak to that, but I think it's responding in the moment when we know we have an intention, it's how can I respond in this moment? If them, if, if I want to be doing this with ease or grace, ease and grace and something comes in from the side, how can I be loving to myself and do it in such a way that I'm going to be able to maintain the, this, this intention? So, you know, when it came to having conversations about, you know, the split, for example, I chose, you know, yes, he was he supported me very much, but I also chose to compromise on things. Whereas in the past, maybe I would have been fighting for certain things because I would have been afraid of the fact that he had the greater capacity to earn than I did. You know, I was stepping out of a marriage without a capacity. I wasn't working. Um, but I chose my vision, which was what I was creating for my future and kept, and it kept me feeling strong and powerful, knowing that I get to create everything and that. Yes, it was important to let go of certain things for something greater and also to restore and make, not restore, but to maintain that relationship because it was going to be forever. And I wanted that for my boys. And I also wanted that for us. You know, I wanted to stay in relationship with him and I still do because I love him and adore him and he is the father of our boys. Mm. So it was a moment to moment. So I couldn't say the next step, but what I would say is, when you're connected with your intuition and your heart, you are just guided. And what we've got to understand is that we don't know what, what the path is going to take because each path is different. What leads me from here to from X to Y is going to be different from you, Pen, that will lead you from X to Y. So how can I be moment to moment act according to that intention that will lead me in the direction of what I want to create for my relationships? So visioning and is very powerful. Yeah, and I also hear it's kind of like you're saying, you're in the present moment, you're not projecting this mightn't work and what happens if it goes this way and and all that fear kind of that can set you down a path of being future-based mm-hmm. and creating something that wasn't going to happen anyway or may not happen or is based on someone else's mm-hmm. advice or what happened to them. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a great point because I'm not going to say that it didn't come up because doubt is something I'm very familiar with and fear is something we're all familiar with. It's what drives so much of our choices and our actions and our feelings. It was more so for me noticing when I would fall into that, fall off the path and into that and return home to heart and my vision. So it was a dance imagining, visualizing as though the worst case scenario, because we're very good as humans to do that. But as soon as I could catch myself and return back to what I, my vision and holding that very firm vision, 
that refractory period, that time that I'd be able to catch it got shorter and shorter and shorter. So now, you know, when doubt arises, because it still arises about other things, oh, there we are, that old familiar doubt. Okay, I'm returning home. I'm not going to give you my focus and attention because I know what you're going to create. You're going to create situations to prove the doubt. Um, just like when I focus on what I love and bringing more of that, that into my life, I create more of what I love in relationships, in my relationships beyond my intimate relationship, in my relationships with my friends. Mm. They deepened and deepened and deepened. How did I know it was going to happen? Or did I know the steps that I was going to take in order for that to happen? No. But every step that I've taken aligned with a vision of what I want to create for my relationships has had me deepen those those relationships to the point now, as you know, I'm surrounded by people that I am, I deeply love mm. and that deeply love me and that we both feel, we all feel seen and heard by each other. Mm. It's amazing. One of the things I heard earlier, and I guess that speaks to it as well, is that when you can let go of something, you can, it allows the space to bring something else in. So when you can let go of things that aren't working or that fear or doubt and denial and all those things mm. you can I mean it's it's freeing for starters like suddenly like it's like carrying heavy weights around all this oh fear and baggage and stuff we all talk about it don't we like relationship mm. baggage if mm. you can let go mm. of it how you've got a spring in your step again and you can actually you're so much more fun to be around <laughs> and and the universe starts supporting you and that's the the brilliant thing I, I heard and I witnessed in how you did it and I'd love people to get from this conversation is how much it is just surrendering and trusting that you've got it. And, and this is your soul journey and this is the way it's going to play out and it doesn't have to look a particular way um, that we're kind of led to believe in the fairy tales. And I think what you just said, surrender and trust, you know, we can't, I want to say we, I almost feel like we just have to choose trust in order to surrender. I don't think we get to a place, a lot of people where we go, I'm so deeply trusting no. that I'm going to surrender. I think it's surrender is a constant choice of letting go, letting go. And I love what you shared is what I've experienced is a liberation of energy and liberation of myself in choosing to step out of the marriage and choosing to to to, to step out of other things you know mm. whether it was um even the good news guide my podcast like earlier this year just re recognizing it was complete as it was you know i'm probably going to relaunch it but that liberated so much energy that would allow me to take a path that then had me create a body of work so we're always being given opportunities to let go of things for something greater. I'm not saying we just jump ship and we continue to, you know, say no to things and jump out of relationships. But, but you know what you're saying, which I think is really important to this conversation, but even what you said about letting go of a piece of work that you've invested in, mm. is this idea that that's failure, that people go, oh, she's given up or that that wasn't right at the time but you don't see it as failure. You see that as like the natural evolution and, and there's some, or I can go back to it. Or And I think that's with relationships too. Like a marriage isn't a failure. Like a divorce is not a failure. I don't see it that way. I'm the product of two people divorcing and coming into a new relationship. So mm -hmm. I've always had this perspective that there are possibilities beyond mm -hmm. a marriage and and 
you know, that's my perspective, <laughs> but I guess it's, you know, we can all come from different angles, but that's, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Which your experience has definitely paved that way for you. Cause a lot of people don't see that. No, A lot of people see marriage and ending of a marriage as failure. And for somebody who thought me thought I was a failure, that was something that I had to work through in choosing to leave the marriage was that played into that belief that I was. And so, you know, I, I had to do a lot of healing around it. But now, as I said, two and a half years, and, you know, we look at, the, say, Dr. Shafali's book and all the work she's done in this very space is changing the constructs and the narrative around what, what is a successful relationship, what, is this, what does it mean to have a successful, in inverted commas, marriage. And that doesn't equate to staying in it when you're deeply unhappy well, the marriage is not working. That is not success to me. And that's not to success for a lot of women that I'm talking to that have chosen to leave a relationship or marriage. Actually, success is when we step out because we know it's no longer in alignment with us or our partner knows it's no longer in alignment. In order for us to take the next part, like to, to follow that path, wherever that's leading, to a relationship that can be more fulfilling, where we are more self-expressed, when we are not operating so much from the wounds, we're always going to be operating from our wounds. Let's just face it. You know, we're humans and we come into relationship and the wounds all show up and they're all there and they get, you know, every button gets pushed. It's like, ouch, ouch. But when you know that and you choose a partner, I believe, when you choose a partner that's willing to do some work to address his wounds or her wounds, then it makes it a process that I feel like where we grow together. Mm. So you touched on a resource like Dr. Shafali, like mm. who would be a couple of people that come to mind that people could go to, to get some insight and guidance like you've given us, but, you know, a, perhaps they've written a book or a podcast or something like it or a friend. Mm. <laughs> okay. So, well, obviously, um, you know, there, there is Dr. Shafali's book. Um, I haven't quite finished it, but I've listened to a lot of her stuff and that's it's very relevant to what we're talking about. Belinda Bailey, yes. who's was my relationships coach. You've also worked with Belinda. Um, so she's, she's got great stuff. The Love Codes. The Love Codes. Love and there that. is a book and she's written a book, The Love Codes, which is recently published. So and the other great resource is my mentor um, who I work with. She's a parenting expert, but she's actually relationships. Like I go to her about all, all relationships and so Yumi Nguyen, which if you want to pop her her link, oh, um, please do. But I think it's, you know, what I say to women that are in this space is there is so much information. Often that can be an overload. That can be overwhelming when you're hearing because ultimately I think we're all saying the same things. Um, but there's a few pointers. But, what I, yeah, as I said, don't go overboard. Maybe choose one, see what resonates and sink into that information and their wisdom and see what what comes of it rather than going across the board and then just feeling like you're in a state of overwhelm there's nothing worse than feeling overwhelmed by too much information too many resources yeah so you've talked and touched on how you're working and coaching and doing stuff could people work with you around this space or tell us a bit more about mm -hmm. what you're currently offering and if people are called to connect with you what they can do mm -hmm. So I am working with women who are either 
on one side of the relationship or, not, or the other, not necessarily marriage, but relationship. And so it's, they're either in a point where they are, they have been questioning the relationship for a period of time. It's not like I've just start questioning. And they tend to be women that have been, have done some level of self-work on themselves because the container that I hold for 90 days with them, and it, and it can continue longer than that, but the wholehearted woman is for women that are, pre like they haven't made a choice and this is not my work is not about them me helping them make a choice it's about providing container when they return to their whole heart so they can actually know what it is that they want for themselves and their future and their lives and their relationships i also work with women who are on the other side of um separation so maybe six to 12 months beyond that because the, when they're in the chaos of it it's it's very challenging because the work that we're doing is deep and intense. And so that that's actually a really good time because what they they've come out the other side and they're wanting, they're wanting to create something different for themselves for the next relationship. Because most women that I work with, or actually all the women I work with, and most women that I know that have been out come out of the other side, they're not doing it because they want to be alone. And they also and not necessarily wanting to do it to jump into another relationship. They want to see what's going on that actually had them maybe playing out some of their dysfunctions and their patterns and their wounds in the relationship. So um, I really love that as well, working with women on the other side because they tend to be deeply committed and this work requires commitment, a deep commitment in oneself. You'll know in your heart if there's, a, there's something to explore with Lisa mm. and connect mm on your website is that the best way the best way is to either yeah you can connect on my website or you can contact me on instagram or facebook and just dm me and say i'm curious to have a conversation and we can take it from there awesome thank you so much for sharing because i think i mean we've talked about it but you've got so much wisdom from a life experience that you're now packaged up into this offering that really allows someone years and years of experience in 90 days <laughs> but you know like that's a real gift this curation yeah. of experiences that um you know you found to be the best mm. i think it's really important to say you know like one of my clients was saying to me the other day oh, i don't want to you know i don't want to finish like i'm not ready to finish i go that that look you know there's always there's another way of working with me but what I need what I want women to understand when they come in it's not a this is not a cure this is not you're going to be because there's nothing to fix but this is a framework that you will use that I use that you get to use for the rest of your life to live and love from your whole heart this is the framework that I've created as a result of 14 years of returning from brokenhearted to wholehearted this is it this is the framework so you actually don't need to look outside of yourself anymore you've got the framework to continue coming back you know when you're in reaction or you're going through a breakdown or something what part of this framework do I need to utilize do I need to integrate do I need to address right now and yeah, so I love that. that's so yeah. important because I think again we talked about it. it's this it's constant we're, we're a work in progress so you can't yeah. go 90 days done <laughs> <laughs> no but 90 days and I've shown you and I've facilitated what this work can do. Framework is brilliant or a, a structure that you can kind of connect back into and make sure is surrounding you. Yeah. Mm, mm. 
So, so it's not for the faint of heart. I will say that it, it is it's it's somebody that's really ready to 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 go deep because I don't do shallow. I, as you know, I go deep. <laughs> but that's where the good stuff is. Like you know, if you look at well, not the good stuff, but that's where you can really like if there's something deep that you're not accessing by bringing it up. It's it's almost a faster transformation than if you go shallow for years and years and years. Mm. And it's almost, yeah, mm. it's, it's superficial versus mm. getting to the core. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's beautiful actually. So the clients that I've worked with have all said the same thing. I've never felt seen, heard and understood the way I do by you. And I know that that is a reminder that, because I'm so clean when I come into relationship with an another, because I see myself so clearly, I understand myself so clearly, I hear myself so clearly that I can do that for another. And I think when somebody can feel seen, heard and understood as we all want, then that allows from a place of absolute no judgment for these things to come up for us to see and to let go of without the judgment that we have been, that we've had towards ourselves let's leave it there because we could talk all day (laughs) (laughs) and um, yeah I'm so grateful for your generous um, sharing and offering of this experience for us to really understand what's available when we talk about divorce when we talk about a relationship that may not be destined for lifelong you know content continuing <laughs> whatever um yeah like you know that you've re- you've really allowed us to see that it's okay to end a relationship there is mm-hmm. something available on the other side and it doesn't have to look horrendous and it's not a failure mm-hmm. and you know if we could start to rewrite that story in our community that would be amazing mm-hmm. and i think it is happening i think it's happening and i think there are more and more women that will um, arrive at this place that I've arrived at and there already is and there will be more um, but it's certainly something I'm really passionate about because of all the all the things I've shared but mm. for me it's this next generation what I want them to be what I really want to be showing this next generation of people is you know we as mothers I hear it all the time we just want our kids to be happy and so what is that about when we're and it's not putting your life on hold for them so that's sort of so in that's actually something to explore. Well, that in itself, you know, if we're not acting from what brings us happiness, they're going to see that. So as much as we might want them to be happy, they can't see what ha- what happiness is. Happiness is when we reside from our inner world and we live from that place. And they'll learn that the happiness is sacrificing your needs for someone else. That's exactly right. Their life. It's not going to mm. work out well for them either. No. So good. So if you've listened and got some value, please share it with anyone who um, yeah, might like to hear Lisa's wisdom and or might be interested in working with Lisa. There's some links that I'll share at the bottom. Um, you can go to my website and I'll have a little bits and pieces and links for you. And thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks, Pen. If you found this conversation valuable and you are listening on Apple Podcasts and can like it and rate it, that 
and even follow it, that would be awesome. It definitely helps it stick around a bit longer and reach more people. And if you have any feedback, please do get in touch. If you want to connect with me or collaborate and join me on a wild, fun and fulfilling journey, visit discoveryourwild.com.au or wildbeautypleasure.com. I'd love to receive any messages or feedback. You can sign up on my website, Discover Your Wild, to receive regular emails where I share inspiration, ideas and information on steps you can take. And you can also find out on both websites what events are coming up. Shine your light, do shine your light, shine.